Hello and welcome to the Weekend Wrap for the week on Wednesday. I am Ben Davison and it has been another huge, huge week in Australia. And of course, the first piece of really good news was the Matildas win over Great Britain. Wasn't that a classic? If you haven't seen it, then you're one of the few people who hasn't. 2.2 million Australians tuned in to watch the game live, or at least some part of the game live, and enjoy us put Great Britain, that is England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland uh, and the Royal Dependencies, that is the Channel Islands, to the sword. It really was a well-balanced game and an excellent performance by all concerned, the goalkeeper in particular. Starting the show with some good news today uh, and with a new upbeat tune. Hopefully you'll enjoy uh, our new intro and outro tune. Do let us know what you think of the new weekend rap theme music. We do want to turn to industrial issues before we get on to COVID, which of course there are more big numbers and big news about as well. In Tasmania this week, workers at the McCain factory were locked out by the multinational corporation for asking for pay equal to the pay of the same workers doing the same work in McCain factories on the mainland of Australia. This is an absolute act of aggression. It's been described that way by the AMWU State Secretary John Short, who described this as an act of aggression to lock out dozens of workers, effectively depriving them and their families of much-needed income during what is a very cold winter period in Tasmania. You can, of course, stand with those workers by donating to their support fund, the link for which is on the week the week on Wednesday Twitter page. Uh, we certainly have uh, made a contribution and I'd urge anyone who's listening to make whatever contribution you can. Remember, it's not about how much you donate. It's about standing in solidarity and helping these workers as this multinational corporation tries to push down their wages and create divides between workers across Australia. If we stand together, we can stop them. We've seen it happen time and time again uh, as workers have stood up against these sorts of multinational bullies. Now, I do want to talk about COVID. Uh, Just a brief wrap of some of the uh, smaller state issues, if I can put it that way. In Victoria, there are four new local cases today. Uh, They're all linked and they were all in quarantine for the entire period of their infection. There are no changes to uh, the protections put in place by the state government for the whole community. Uh, Interestingly, only 10 of the 204 cases in the most recent outbreak uh, were vaccinated. And of those who were vaccinated who did contract COVID, none of them were hospitalised, showing how important vaccination is and how the Morrison government's failure to vaccinate Australians is exposing them to huge amounts of risk. Uh, And we'll see why in a moment. In Queensland, which put uh, 11 local government areas into lockdown as of yesterday, and we'll leave them in lockdown for another three days, today included, uh, there are nine local cases believed to be linked uh, to an exposure on the Sunshine Coast. Exposure sites are currently being posted uh, and hopefully you'll be able to find those on the relevant Queensland health sites shortly. 
testing numbers in Queensland do need to lift. Uh, there are only 11,000 uh, tests uh, done yesterday, that's Saturday. Uh, the Chief Health Officer there is saying they need to be more around the 40,000 mark. Uh, I do urge any listeners in Queensland or anyone who has family or friends in Queensland to get onto them and suggest that they get tested as soon as possible if they have any symptoms, no matter how mild, or if they believe they've been at an exposure site at any time, or of course, if they're directed to do so. Uh, the more tests, the quicker you can get on top of these things, the quicker we can uh, make sure that they don't spread. Because of course, what we're seeing now in New South Wales is the example of a total breakdown, a total breakdown in the appropriate systems. They didn't move fast enough, they didn't move hard enough, they didn't vaccine, vaccinate enough people, and they didn't push for enough tests early enough. And now we see today's number of local infections stand at 239. New South Wales is now pushing up towards 3,000 active COVID cases. Uh, there are at least 61 people active in the community out of that 239, and another 98 are under investigation. Uh, over 100 are not linked to a known case. These are terrifying numbers uh, for New South Wales. It suggests that there are still people moving around, uh, engaging with one another, uh, not doing the right thing and isolating. It suggests that the Commonwealth Government's so-called support has been too little, too late. Uh, they didn't reinstitute a wage subsidy program. They've instead made disaster payments, which has seen once again lines around the corner and down the street at Centrelink offices, particularly in the eight local government areas in the southwestern part of Sydney that are most impacted by this outbreak. And now there are 224 citizens of New South Wales in hospital with COVID-19. 55 of them are in intensive care. 25 of those are on ventilators. And of those in intensive care, seven are in their 20s. Seven are in their 20s. This is, this is now a disease that affects all age groups of Australians. All age groups of Australians. And yet the vaccine rollout continues to be limited. The failure of the Morrison government to ensure that there is enough vaccine supply early enough to protect the Australian people is, in my view, unacceptable and unforgivable. There are people in their 20s in intensive care who had no access, no access to vaccines. Troublingly, four people in New South Wales have died in their homes during this outbreak. That implies that there are people who have symptoms, there are people who are exposed, who are not coming forward, not getting tested, not going to hospital and getting medical treatment when they need it. That suggests there is a deeper problem in New South Wales, a much deeper problem than even these high and troubling numbers suggest. Anyone in New South Wales with any symptoms should get tested. They should get tested. If you are eligible for a vaccine, we know that if you're vaccinated, even if you do contract COVID, you're much less likely to get sick. 
certainly much, much less likely to have serious illness and incredibly unlikely to need to go to hospital. Deaths among the vaccinated are extremely rare, extremely rare. So please, if you're eligible, if you can get a booking, I know that the moment that the New South Wales government is cancelling some people's bookings in order to try and redirect vaccinations to Year 12 students, as essential as it is that everyone gets vaccinated, it'll be very frustrating for many people, I'm sure, to know that the bookings they've made are now being cancelled. At the press conference today, Premier Gladys Berejiklian has suggested that they will begin vaccinating all Year 12 students in the affected local government areas on the 9th of August. That's in a week's time. And that they will complete that in a week. That sounds like total fantasy to me. Like total, utter fantasy. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But as regular listeners of this show and of the week on Wednesday will know, unfortunately... When it comes to COVID, I've been right more often than I've been wrong. I predicted we would have winter outbreaks because our vaccination rates were so low. I predicted that there would be at least one state, possibly New South Wales, that would suffer from hubris of having successfully fended off the first wave of the first variant and not be properly prepared for what would be a more virulent variant Uh, in 2021. That's the situation we're in. And I hope that Gladys Berejiklian's government is able to get on top of it. But the reality is, all the evidence suggests they're not. They're not getting on top of it. The situation continues to deteriorate. And frankly, the Morrison government bears a big part of the responsibility. It encouraged It encouraged a lackadaisical approach from the New South Wales government. It said that the vaccine rollout wasn't a race. Well, now Morrison is trying to use the Olympics to encourage people to somehow go for gold. Well, anyone who's on social media can see that there are thousands and thousands of Australians attempting to get vaccinated who are either being turned away or unable to make bookings for months. For months. It will be a miracle if we are all vaccinated by Christmas. A miracle. And it will have nothing to do with Morrison or his poor management of this situation and have everything to do with the hard work of the frontline health workers who are working hours and hours and hours and days and days and days and weeks on end to try and get people vaccinated and of the persistence of the Australian people who have refused to allow the incompetence of the rollout to stop them from getting vaccinated. Thousands of people are lining up every day, every day to get the jab. What we need are more vaccines. What we need is better governments in New South Wales and in the Commonwealth to get this done. Hopefully, hopefully, in 28 days' time, New South Wales will come out of lockdown uh, as planned. It's hard to see that happening. And I know many families, my own included, are separated. And obviously, with the lockdown now in Queensland, that's further stress on many people. The Morrison government continues to refuse to reinstitute a wage subsidy program. 
and those lines at Centrelink are getting longer and they'll get longer still. We need proper programs that support working people, not just handouts for billionaires and their corporations. Speaking of handouts for billionaires and their corporations, there is some good news. And this is a good time for me to talk to you about why we're so proud to be sponsored by Australian unions. You heard earlier in this show about the situation in Tasmania with the workers at McCain and how workers all over the country in their unions are supporting those workers who've been locked out by their employer just for asking for equal treatment. Well, the baggage handlers of Qantas, 2,000 people who were outsourced by Qantas, the so-called Spirit of Australia, that is run by a despotic Irish CEO named Alan Joyce, who frankly was prepared to cut $100 million out of the pay packets of 2,000 working people during a pandemic, during a pandemic, and then set about targeting, targeting workers in Qantas who were part of the union. It's so important to be part of your union because those workers stood up and said, no, this is wrong. Those workers took their case to court and they've won. Standing together in union, the 2,000 baggage handlers, members of the Transport Workers Union, the TWU, have won against Qantas. Against Qantas. You know, there's, if, there is no better time to join your union. There is no better time to join your union than right now. Go to australianunions.org.au slash wow, that's W-O-W, and you can join your union and stand with workers like these baggage handlers who said no, said no to being outsourced, like the workers at McCain who demand to be treated equally, who are being supported from all around the country in their struggle against this multinational corporation. In the case of Qantas, they remain unrepentant, unrepentant. This is a company that's received $2 billion in subsidies since the pandemic began, well on track to receive $2 billion in subsidies over the course of the pandemic. That's almost as much as the entire company was worth. The Morrison government could have restored the national airline to the people of Australia. Instead, instead, Alan Joyce from Ireland, the CEO of Qantas, decided to use the pandemic as cover for a series of attacks against the workers of our once great national airline. These are workers who have been exposed to COVID in the airplane cabins. These are workers who have been loading and unloading the planes, workers who've made sure the planes could fly, workers who've had to be put on furlough and stood down. Alan Joyce has even denied sick leave to workers who are recovering from cancer while they were on JobKeeper. This is not a company that should be allowed, should be allowed to call itself the spirit of Australia while it continues to act in this way, while it continues to attack its own workers, the Australian workers who make it fly, who make it the success that it is. 
They keep saying, we were trying to save $100 million. We were trying to save $100 million. It's not about the workers or the union. We were trying to save $100 million. That's $100 million out of the pockets of working people. What do people think that means? The job was the same. There were no changes to the jobs. It was just about cutting the wages of the workers. Cutting the wages of the workers. Every time a company says, outsourcing will save us X, the reality is, what they're saying is, we're cutting wages by X. In Qantas's case, they wanted to cut the wages of the workers by $100 million. Some of those workers were offered their jobs back through a third-party company doing exactly the same work, but on less pay. It should be illegal. As it turns out, Qantas has been found to have acted unlawfully. Now the TWU and the union movement will work to get those workers reinstated at Qantas as quickly as they can. That's why being a member of a union is so important. Because it stands together. We make positive change together. We defend our rights together. And we get wins together. Not every, not every conflict is going to end in victory. But alone, without support, against the might of a huge corporation, you're going to lose a lot more than you're going to win. The victory of the workers from Qantas shows that together you can take on a company that's being backed even by a federal government to the tune of billions of dollars, effectively a government that's prepared to subsidise a campaign against the workforce of the company, and you can still win. So join your union, australianunions.org.au slash wow. It's so important and such a good time to join. That's the weekend wrap for this week. A couple of industrial stories, a bit of an update about COVID. Van remains locked away in Sydney. Germanicus is now asleep in my arms. I miss her very much. And I appreciate all the listeners who've reached out to us over the last few weeks. I know many of you are struggling as well. Even those of you who are not currently in lockdown, but have family in lockdown, or simply can't meet with your friends or are restricted because of some of the other things that are in place to protect us. I really appreciate everything the Australian people are doing to try and keep each other safe and well. Keep each other safe and well. So remember, be kind to yourself and to each other.